2: What's up, everybody? Welcome. Guy Haberman here with another podcast. Awesome conversation with 49ers third-string quarterback Brandon Allen. Talked to him tonight for about uh, 20 minutes. He was great. Uh, Really insightful. Not just a little bit about him. Fun to get to know about him. His perspective on Brock. Why he says he's wowed by Brock Purdy. We get to that in the conversation. How they're preparing this week. What he thinks the keys to the Chiefs defense are. So that's all coming up in the pod. Uh conversation with him. Also a conversation that'll play from uh Talk I had with Mike Silver on uh on Wednesday and uh we'll get that in as well. Mike uh is uh lives in Davis, California. That's where uh that's where Ham has deep roots. We both went to Davis John and I went to Davis High School, it's where my parents live. And uh we got a lot of you know, a lot lot of ties to this podcast uh in Davis. So uh Mike wanna talk about that. <laughs> Mike want to go deep on Davis, so we got into into some Davis stuff, but also his perspective on some uh, some Niners and why he's picking the Chiefs. I- I'm going to tell you something. I said this on the last pod if you heard it, and I'm going to say it now. Every hour that passes that I've been in Las Vegas, which could be uh, 24 hours or, or 96 hours, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's somewhere closer to 24, but maybe 96. I feel better about the Niners winning. I feel like by the time I do something on Thursday, I'm going to think the Niners are going to win by three touchdowns. Um, The amount of Chiefs, I said on the last one, so I'm not going to belabor the point, the amount of Chiefs, like the overwhelming picks for the Chiefs have been eye-opening to me. And just the more I think about it, the more I think about, you know, the further we get away from the Niners team that, uh, struggled against the Packers and needed uh, the wild comeback against the Lions. Now we're now we're another week removed from it, and I'm starting to remember more the team that looked like maybe the best team or the second best team in the NFL for most of the year. So um, I think I, I think that's the team we're getting, and I think that's the team that is going to win the Super Bowl. But we got more stuff to talk about before then, and uh, we got some people coming up on the show tomorrow. I think we'll see, uh, but let's get to Let's get to uh, Brandon Allen from conversation. Here we go, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. First of all, the, the gear looks fantastic. You Talk about you got the patch on the jersey. Yeah. You've had the, you've done that before. Yeah. You got the hat for uh, people watching. Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the Super Bowl swag bags like? Uh
3: you're kind of looking at it. You know, uh, we get these for uh, for the media, and then I think we need to keep them when we're done. So that'd be pretty cool. And then we got. You know, a couple of sweatsuits and hats and things that we, we have to wear uh, for all, you know, all purposes. But uh, it's been good so far. Nice pair of shoes. it Air Max's. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, you've been through this before.
2: You've been through, I mean, a lot of big games. Like on the Rams team uh, that lost to Brady 13-3, to 10, uh, 13 3. Um, on the Bengals team last year that ran into Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. So you've had, you know, a Super Bowl experience. What, what does that help you the second time through? And what is
3: it like for the guys that haven't gone through before? Yeah, uh, this is my third time. Cincinnati. Um, oh, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, we lost. We lost to the Rams. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It's been good just in terms of. Uh, I've, I feel like I know what to expect when you come for, for the week and and how it leads up, to the game and and, and how that can be so different from just a normal game week um, obviously with the media attention on this game and and you know being in a different place and, and doing all the practices and trying to to simulate as much as you can a normal game week so that you're prepared for the game is is good and you get two weeks and so I think we did a great job last week of, of getting a lot of stuff in um, getting a, you know I would say a bulk of the the base third down the red zone that kind of stuff and and that way, when you come here, and there are all these distractions that that you don't normally deal with in, in the course of a normal week, um, I think you have that that last week to fall back on, and still try to find your routine, find your rhythm for the week. That way, you, you're not you're not off your game whenever you do get to the to the to the real game.
2: So, are you guys? I mean, you've got this time. Are you adding? Is stuff getting added to the game plan this week? Tweaking? Yeah. Watching more film?
3: Like? Yeah. Take us through how that goes. Yeah, there's definitely tweaks, a couple adds here and there, um, trying to come up with, with basically the best game plan you can. And so I think I think last week helped. You get kind of your, your baseline in, but obviously you know this week we're adding a couple things, tweaking a couple things, and and it helps when you have that extra week because you got to look at some of the plays that you're putting in, and and you you go back and you look, you know what, it might be a little bit better if we did this instead of this. and. Um, so I think it's it's been really good for all of us, um, collectively, you know, mainly as an offense, at least, um, being able to make some tweaks, you are like, oh, you know, that, that is a little bit better. We do like that and, and get all that thing honed in for, uh, for the game. Uh, I was thinking today about, I saw some of the um, Air Force Thunderbird
2: pilots, and I'm not sure if they're flying over the game or, you know, like F-14, F-16s, if they're just doing stuff this week, but you're perfect person to ask since you've been through it twice, like, what are you thinking about,
4: honestly,
2: I get chills just thinking about, like, that moment where the jets fly over and the Super Bowl's about to start, so what are you what have you been thinking about what's that like
3: because um, it must be pretty special it's it's a pretty cool deal um and I don't think it really hits you till it actually happens you know what I mean so you know I, I think each Super Bowl is different um you know I had different feelings last time I was here and then the time before that different feelings and um you know it'll be what were your feelings you know just I think the first time just more you know like wide-eyed you know wow you know we're all the way in the Super Bowl and and I've always heard it, I think that was in my fourth year in the NFL and I've always heard how hard it is to get there and and going through it, I was like, that was tough, you know, us getting here and and then to do it again um, a few years later with the Bengals and obviously less wide eyed, kind of just I knew the process again and, and so I think I think anytime you can gain those kind of experiences, obviously I haven't physically got into play in either of them but i think just going through the routine going through the the two-week prep for the super bowl um has i was gonna say settled me uh, a little bit and and kind of allowed me to focus more on the football aspect of things and you know being in vegas you know all the media the opening night thing so i think it's been good for me to be able to to relax and and say okay what are we doing for the game I need to really lock in for this game because I would say the the first time around maybe I wasn't um, as dialed in to the to the game plan and and got distracted by all the things we were doing the places we were going and and all that so I I think it's been good for me just to be able to go through that as far as the feeling come game time I I don't know we'll see you know it'll be are you a crier I'm not a crier I'm really not um, you can ask my wife my wife's not a crier either so I think it's kind of why we go together pretty well. But um, no, so I, I don't think I'll be in tears. I know I won't be in tears, but uh, it, it will be a, a, a very cool moment once once that game gets going. Your wife coming to the game? She is. She is. Who else is coming? I got a lot of family. I got my parents coming, both my brothers, my sister, their spouses, nieces, nephews. They're, they're, they're going to be here. The adults will go to the game. Uh, the ticket prices are a little extreme for a, a Six-month or five-month old and a, and a three-year-old to go to the game. So a little tough there but, but they'll be here for the week. So that'll be nice to see them again. My wife's holding it down um, Solo parenting right now while I'm, while I'm out here. So she, she's been great. Your son's name is Oakland Oakland and Ellis Yeah, and you named him Oakland because we uh, yeah. not for the city but We were in Denver actually, I was playing for Denver, and we had uh, my quarterback coach, T.C. McCartney, we went and watched a documentary about his dad uh, at the University of Colorado, yes. And we went and watched a um, documentary type style of his his dad's life and everything that kind of went in there. And one of his uncles was named Oakland I was a Samoan uncle, and it spelled very differently. But we kind of looked at each other. That's a really cool name, you know. And just kind of stuck. What, your middle name is Duke, but without without a K or an E. D U C. What's that? What's the, What's the story there? That is my my mom was born in Argentina, so that is her mom's. So my grandma's uh, maiden name was Martha Duke, oh, okay. and so they gave me Duke. And then my older son is Oakland Duke so kind of keeping it going yeah uh you know we talk about the guy the, not only the teams you've played for the coaches you've
2: played for and i talked to you about this a little bit over this year but mcveigh zach taylor kyle shanahan
3: can you compare how are they the same how are they different um that's tough because they they are they have their all their similarities they have all their differences i would say um in terms of you know, preparation, game planning, there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, Personality-wise, I would say there's more similarities between Sean and Kyle than there is Zach and Kyle. Um, you know, I just, I would say Sean and Kyle are more fiery energy guys, and 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 that can come out in certain situations. And um, Zach, I would say, is more, you know, he doesn't didn't show as much emotion, I would say. Um and so there's, it's tough because they're, they're all three great coaches, and, and I, you know, I've been fortunate to play for three really good coaches like that. And you know, we're obviously all, with with all three getting to the Super Bowl, you're doing something right. So obviously, they, in their own ways, they're doing a lot of really good things. But um, I'd say a little bit of similarities and, and definitely some differences between, between all three of them. So it's a little hard. All right, what are the idi- What are does Kyle have any idiosyncrasies that
2: the quarterbacks in particular enjoy? or is there anything that he said doesn't have to be an idiosyncrasy like is there anything that you know as the quarterbacks like you're getting from him that
3: the quarterback room has to be prepared for um i'm gonna we, we do we do a lot of tags in our play calls so i think you know how he likes to call things when, when we're installing plays and and some of them can get a little wordy because of all the tags and so, you know, thank God for the wristband, so half the time we're just reading it, which is which is ideal. But um, I think he he expects perfection out of everyone on, on a lot of, of the plays he designs and, and versus certain looks and and so you always know you gotta go to the right place with the ball versus certain looks because that's what you've repped all week, so you know you're gonna get that from Kyle, but you're gonna get a, you're gonna get plays that are that are good versus all coverages and you just have to be able to see the defense, go through your reads. Um and, and I think with all the tags, it does help a lot of our receivers and tight ends and, and everyone know what they're doing on each play because we have so many plays that can blend together in your mind um, because a lot of stuff starts out the same, looks the same, same motions, and it'll be a completely different play. So the tags do help guys really dial into what we're trying to do. I remember the Super Bowl, before he was
2: before him and Matt Ryan went to the Super Bowl of the Falcons, they did an interview together, and they asked Matt to recite a Kyle play. Yeah. And he he got one word wrong as he's sitting next to Kyle. It was like, exit to east. I don't even remember the first. It was like, exit to east, right, nasty, three can. I don't know. Could
3: you finish? Does that sound like a, a play? I mean, not three can, but there, there would be something, I made that part of. something, something, can, something, something, something. something. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to recite one off the top of my head right now. But, yeah, a lot of them are two, two calls in one play. And, again, trying to get the right look versus the right coverage and, 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 and have the, the best play dialed up for it. So they're, they can get wordy. There's no question. Uh, we, you mentioned the, the first Super Bowl you went to against the Belichick defense. You
2: know, he's, I don't know, we're, we're, you can say it, not me, but you know, obviously an all-time great coach and defensive coach. Steve Spagnuolo is has proven to be a really elite playoff coach like his playoff teams so what stands out to you about him
3: and this defense I think they they have a lot of guys that have played together for a bit and and so I would say they play a certain coverage and they they play it very well so I don't think it's so much scheme related as how detailed they are in their coverages and and they do a great job of obviously bringing pressure, getting pressure on quarterbacks and making sure they know where their hot throws are and all that, but also playing just a, a nice two-shell defense, but they play it so well because they're all in sync together that it does make it difficult. It makes it difficult to to make sure you know where you're going with the ball where it could be the same look and it plays out differently versus different routes. And um, their guys are really dialed in. You know, their secondary Know, very good players, and their, and their Mike linebackers has been doing a great job getting them all in the right places, and making sure they're all, all in sync on defense. And, and while all that's going on, you know, you also have to worry about Chris Jones and the D line up front. So they they have they have talent first of all, and, and their scheme, they do very detailed.
2: Is there anything you know? I don't know how you guys work, but like is there anything as you're thinking about the Chiefs that you think you'll need to remind Brock of during the game before the game like what are you watching for how are you assisting
3: him throughout a game there, there's multiple things it can be you know if there's any tells with you know when I we can maybe tell when they're rotating or maybe tell when they're staying back anything like that maybe tell on a certain pressure if I if there's anything me or Sam sees on the sideline that info-wise we can give Brock you know we're going to do our job there and and give him the tools that, that he needs to be successful and because he's he's obviously dealing with a lot out there. He's got motions, he's got shifts, he's got to run the play, and so there may be things that we can see on the sideline that maybe he didn't notice during the play, and and so anytime he comes to the bench, you know, we can give our two cents and and hopefully help him for the next drive. So much has made a Brock's
2: draft position, but I'm more curious, like, for a guy in his first and now second year, would you expect a player with that little NFL experience to be able to be this efficient
3: in Kyle's offense you know he really I don't want to say surprised but he really has wowed me with the way he does play and the way he ties his feet to his progressions and and how accurate he is with the football he's done an unbelievable job and and, and that's just half the battle. You know, The other half is, is all mental, and it's all getting us in the right play. It's getting the play call out and being able to, to visualize it and call it and run it and get all the motions dialed in. And, and so there's a lot that goes in mentally to play quarterback for Kyle. And, you know, I, I've been very impressed with Brock, the way he handles it, the way he goes uh, goes out each and every week and, and is completely dialed into the game plan and, and on top of everything. And, you know, I, I think – Like you said with with such little experience you know he's only going to continue to get better with more and more experience the more he sees um the more looks he he gets the i don't want to say the more mistakes he makes but but he does learn from those mistakes that he's made all season long and that's just going to continue to help him grow and be a, a better quarterback
2: you've been on a high level team so maybe it's hard to compare i mean from the outside you look at this group and go it must be pretty special like it doesn't seem like you get this collection um that often but you've been on three Super Bowl teams so maybe that maybe these collections do exist what's your perspective having been around the NFL of this
3: of this team and the locker room yeah you know I think a sign of a great team is is when you're in the locker room and and how guys are around each other um their reason for playing football their their and their chemistry within the locker room, and I would say this this team is one of the highest chemistry teams that I've ever been a part of. And, and it's just in terms of we all have the common goal, and and that's, that's to win football games. And I think you know I've been on teams that maybe not everyone on the team had that same goal. Some guys were were playing for different reasons, and and those are usually the teams that aren't as successful. And I, I think when when you have a a really good chemistry within a team like this one does, and on a couple of teams that I've been on. You know, those are the teams you see succeed and and get to the playoffs. Then, when you get to the playoffs, it's it's a whole, it's basically a whole another season from there. And, and it's about guys refocusing in, you know, reconnecting and and pushing towards that goal of getting here. And and you know, I think this team is definitely one of the top teams I've been on in terms of just chemistry throughout the entire locker room. All right, analyst question. Key to the Super Bowl. What, what are your? I put your
2: graphic on the screen. Brandon Allen, what are the keys to, uh, presented by, uh, I don't know, what's your favorite brand? Oh, beer? Yeah, tequila.
3: Tequila? I'm tequila man myself, yeah. Do you have any tequila wrecks for people? Casamigos, yeah, that's my favorite right now. Um, I'm going to try, is it Matthew McConaughey just came out with a new one, I think. I haven't tried that one yet. How about the, uh, the Breaking Bad guys? They... Is that a tequila or is that something else? They make a tequila?
2: I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It could be, a, could be a Mezcal. I'm not sure. Oh, no. I thought they made Christian well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston and Jesse. Yeah. I forget the, uh, um, the actor, whatever. But they've got... I think they got a tequila. Yeah. Oh, i got to try that one, too, then. Yeah. No,
3: I haven't tried that one.
2: Casamigos is the Clooney... Was the Clooney. Yeah. and the um, and...
3: What's-her-name's husband? But, um... I like Jaramana. I like the Rock's tequila. He's got a good one. So keys to victory sponsored by tequila um, I think if we're efficient on offense uh, sustained drives and do what we do we do what we've done all year and that's move the ball in any way shape or form whether it's through the air on the ground uh, I think we've done a great job of, of winning games multiple different ways and and so I think whatever it takes to win this game, we, we, we go that route and we win it just by what we've kind of done all year. I don't think there's, there's any need for added pressure. There's any need to anyone have to do anything crazy. You know, like you said, this team has a lot of talent. And I think when you get the ball in the hands of that talent, they, they do something special with it regardless of, of uh, scheme and all that. And so I think if we just do what we do, sustain drive, stay on the field, you know, we have a, we have a really good chance. It's got to be hard, man, and not put pressure on yourself early in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would assume so. But I think as soon as you get that first snap and and bodies are flying around, you kind of lock back into, you know, this is this is another game. So, so I would, uh, I would assume there would definitely be some jitters early. But you know, I think once we get that first play out the way and and, and get moving and, and get a first down, get going, you know, everyone's going to settle right in. Brandon, good luck, man. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you...
2: All right, that's Brandon Allen. And uh, now let's get to a little conversation with Mike Silver. San Francisco Chronicle, a long and uh, storied career, if you don't mind my saying.
4: I really. No. Yeah, no, I don't. In fact, you can talk about that endlessly. No, I. Um, and I'm a proud uh, former Davis High Blue Devil field hockey uh, PA announcer. Oh. Among other things. Davis High basketball
2: and football. Uh, yeah,
4: I, w- I went to um, every Davis High basketball game almost for four years, uh, and a lot of soccer, field hockey, and lacrosse games too. And just you know, trying not to get kicked out of uh, various venues. Usually was able to avoid that.
2: What? Uh, all right, give me your Super Bowl take. Were, I, did you play Davis High basketball? No, I, I I called it on Davis Community Television. Was that DC, Coach G? TV. I was coach G yeah
4: an institution and a lot of people thought he should be institutionalized not because he's he's not a good guy but because he was running something called the system which was five you know uh wholesale subs jack up oh, yeah. threes try to outscore yeah. and I gotta tell you that's um, Wahlberg I I gotta tell you I really you know nothing bad to say about Dan as a person but not a huge fan of the system
2: we're not on Davis Community Television. Damn! Right now. You realize that. Damn right? it! This is. I was going to
4: talk to you about the Super Bowl. What? Well, I was talking about much bigger athletic pursuits, but I got to tell you. All right. Uh, how do the Niners? How do the Niners feel about their field right now? What's the? Uh, what's the- <laughs> um, I, not good. So this is basically, I, the Niners' issue is their field's a little soft, and there's something called a G back score, and it's and it's it's a, not just it doesn't just feel soft, it measures soft. That's a little more of an injury risk. Um, the, the Chiefs are practicing as per allotment at the Raiders' nice new facility. there at UNLV, the 49ers, and they don't love the field, but they felt like the league leaked that story in the moments leading up to Roger Goodell's press conference to kind of make them look like they're whining and just be like, suck it up. And they're more like, hey, could you just work with us? I think there's a chance on Thursday they will practice at the Raiders facility and just change their schedule because that's their most vigorous practice of the week. Or they'll just take their chances. But um, you know, they were kind of being portrayed as soft while you had a commissioner who uh, downscaled his press conference, held it in a locker room, made an invitation only, and changed the format so questions could kind of be planted. So who's really soft? Is it the field? Yes. Is it the Niners? Arguably. Is it Roger Goodell? Absolutely.
2: All right, well, give me your Purdy Mahomes. You were the, you know, you took, I know you're not soft because you took a lot of heat early in camp when you wrote that Trey Lance could be out. Yeah. Um, that Brand Allen could be the number three quarterback. Yeah. I remember somebody telling me, I think Mike's right. I'm surprised he wrote it this early. Yeah. So why were you so confident that that there was a, that I mean, was the settlement? I
4: mean, I've uh, I've been early on a lot of things, Trey, including the arm fatigue and all that. And you know, look, nothing against Trey, great kid, but they invested a lot in him. It, you know, he did have some injuries, but the accuracy wasn't there. And they had this model of let's do it with a rookie deal and surround him with all these high paid guys in this window and the model was, we're going to trade for the third overall pick, ultimately. And uh, Kyle's going to pivot on who he did that for in his mind, and then take Trey Lance. And it didn't work, and usually that's calamitous, and people get fired, and it sets a franchise back years. But it being the Niners, they just went and got a guy at 262 the next year, who's even cheaper under the rookie wage scale gives you another year because they're not even allowed to, to renegotiate with Purdy till after next season and is really, really, really good. So, um, you know, the reason, one reason I felt so comfortable reporting that early about Lance is that on the first day of training camp, I had a private conversation with Kyle Shanahan interviewed him and the first minute he compared Sam Darnold to Steve Young. Okay. Well, I covered Steve Young. That's a, strong comparison in terms of career resurrection but still and then he's talked about keeping four quarterbacks and how his dad had done it once with Pat White in DC and I'm like okay I'm you know I'm not a dummy he loves Brandon Allen and he loves Sam Darnold and we just haven't seen it from Trey so um, it worked out amazingly for the 49ers Kyle has his guy the only question about Purdy heading into this season was how he'd recover from the you know, very serious elbow injury he has. That's done. That's all good. But Patrick Mahomes is a completely different realm that we are discussing. He's had six seasons as a starter, and he's twice lost the AFC Championship game in overtime, once lost the Super Bowl when he had no offensive line, and other than that, just wins every single big game always. And I, I just... Yeah, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I would think the 49ers have a better chance to win than not. And I'm like, they haven't played well. Even if they play their A-plus game, it's still Patrick Mahomes. And if it's anywhere it's attainable. Like
2: game has been, they haven't, we haven't seen it in a while. But since, Philly, since Philly, second, like third, and fourth, fourth quarter. League.
4: Sure. But even if you are the best team in the league and you play that, which you're right, they haven't done since December 3rd. Patrick Mahomes still has a way of winning games, so, and the Chiefs defense is really good. So, um, I, I, listen, I, Patrick Mahomes is 28, and he's on the verge of being a three-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP, presumably, two-time regular season MVP, and it, you know, I don't see that abating anytime soon. So we're watching something space-age. Doesn't mean he can't be beaten, doesn't mean he won't be beaten, but let's also realize we're dealing with a different realm of, of player.
2: Cam Newton is back here. He's got a t-shirt on that says Game Changer or Game Manager. Which one are you?
4: I'm a Game Changer, and I'm. but I'm also paradoxically um, a good teammate in that I want to do my thing and change the game, but I also recognize that I am part of a team. Right now, my team is the San Francisco Chronicle. It's been unbelievable. You know, Ann Kelly and I were on the beat together in the early 90s. I uh, always dreamed, like, what, what if we can work together someday? She's one of the great sports columnists in America. Scott Osler, who I grew up reading in the LA Times, just a living legend. Uh, Eric Branch, one of the, you know, most dogged and prolific beat writers ever uh, on this beat, and, or any beat, and, uh, and so many other Uh, You know, great teammates. So for me, I want to change the game. I want to come hard. I want to do my thing, but I also recognize that, you know, if you're out there on your own, it it doesn't feel as good.
2: Which one's Brock?
4: Brock's um, a game changer, but I understand what Cam is saying. And, um, you know, Brock is young. He is elite in a very appreciable way. He sees it, he studies it, he diagnoses it very early in the play. He has the guts to put it where he wants it and he gets it there with incredible accuracy and that is a superpower a difference between brock purdy and say patrick mahomes lamar jackson josh allen cam newton in his prime uh there's the plan b on brock is is harder to find and in that green bay game where he wasn't seeing it what's the plan b he can move but he's you know but When Mahomes, Josh, Lamar, Cam, when those guys need a plan B, it's very glaring what it is. Insane athleticism to go with all of the other things. And, uh, you know, that is harder to cope with for an opposing team when you could be perfect, you could have it all mapped out, and Cam Newton just ran through four of your dudes who really didn't want to try to tackle him, and now it's first to goal.
2: All right, so Mike Silver's picking the Chiefs. I am. Yeah. Close or uh, I think Mahomes cl- come back or lead I've, the whole way?
4: I think close. Um, there's I, There are scenarios where I could see the 49ers winning. Kyle Shanahan could scheme it up. They could s- summon that A-plus game. And the Chiefs are, you know, they're not indomitable. Um, but I do think close. And when it's close, and I love Purdy. But if it's close, I've just seen Patrick Mahomes over and over and over again whether it's 17-10 or 50 you know I guess he lost the 54-51 but that was regular season but like I whatever the score is if he's got the ball at the end I'm kind of like feel like he might win so yeah I would pick the Chiefs but I think it's gonna be a good game and I definitely see a scenario where the 49ers could win all right you gotta go Uh, I do have to go and um, I wish we could a second segment, but only on Blue Devil basketball over the years. But I don't think the ratings. What's the high
2: water mark on that What's Blue the Devil basketball Bulldog basketballs ever had? I I don't I didn't see it, or maybe they, I did.
4: Yeah, they got in the playoffs. Davis, uh, California. They might have won a playoff game or gotten in the playoffs a few they years played, ago. Uh,
2: uh, who was the guy from uh, um, Grant High School who started opening night for the Warriors one year? DeMar- went to uh, Demarcus Nelson went to Duke. Davis and I played him tight one time in two thousand three. So. That's that's
4: my They had to play against uh moment. against uh is it Marvin Bagley's brother yeah. at Marcus. Sheldon. Yeah, they um they had to play him. They had to play uh um the the kid who went to Washington, uh Marquise oh, Critt.
2: Mar- uh, uh. Oh, Marquise Chris. Yeah, Yeah.
4: I saw, my son was still on the freshman team, I think, but I saw the Blue Devils try to play him. He didn't look super interested, but when he decided to try, the Blue Devils' scrappy defense was not uh, locking him down.
2: One day Silver's going to retire from everything and just do a local Davis. You're going to be at the Farmer's Market. Yeah, it'll probably
4: probably be realistically, it'll be Cal Olympic sports for the total nerds, and we'll just be talking about Cal softball and you know, every other uh non-marquee Cal sport. And I'm gonna co-host it with Adam duritz another person with Davis ties who He is Davis ties? Uh, he went to U C D for two yeah. years before oh, transferring. Okay. I didn't know that. And so uh, I will co-host it with Adam The Counting Crows front man, because as far as I know, he's the only person as nerdy as I am when it comes to those Cal concerns. All
2: right, we did get some good stuff here, Mike,
4: so thank you. I hope so, because there's a thing called editing, and I I I don't plan on doing it. I would urge you to to use that. And there was Mike
2: Silver. All right, y'all, thanks for hanging. More stuff coming. If you want to watch either of those convos, they're on YouTube. Appreciate you jumping in, and I'll talk to everybody soon. Later.